Step into the incense and whiskey sanctuary with mindfulness enthusiasts and verified whiskey lovers, Mecca and Ashley, as they discuss all the random topics they love, from mindfulness to memes. This is Ashley. And this is Mecca. Becca, what is this orgasm I'm having? What what's going on right now? Are you playing sound bowls? Yeah, I thought I would, you know, take this Saturday to kind of like break up any energy I have going on. So I brought with with me to um, bring your bring your loved ones to work. I brought my uh, Tibetan bowl, and then I have a crystal quartz bowl here as well. So. Oh, so which one was the first one that we heard? Or were we just hearing one of the bowls just now? The first one was uh, a Tibetan, a, my Tibetan sound bowl. And then okay. it ended with the uh, crystal quartz uh, bowl. And that's attuned to C, no, uh, I'm sorry, E, which is like the crown chakra. Oh, so did you how do you know that did you take some sort of training or did you No, i do read a lot i read a lot before i mean i had my first sound um therapy kind of healing class maybe in 2017 but um and then it was like reintroduced to me again in 2019 and i was just like i'm really interested in what this is all about so i just started reading a lot about it um there's a few books I read and then I bought a few bowls just to practice. Cause it's all about like practice, practice, practice. And then okay. last year, February of last year, um, living in DC, they have these amazing like sound healers there. And I took this guy's like certificate certification class. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just like more in depth learning and kind of really get in the semantics and the, um, the semantics of playing the bowls, you know, the energy, you know, the energy on the why and learning a lot more about the history of it. Um, so yeah, that was really fun, but I mean, it all comes with practice, practice. Like I can go to, uh, you know, certification, certification, but I, you really have to practice it. And and that's sometimes just on your own and figure it out. And so when you say, like, make it make sense for me, Mecca, when you say practice, do you mean practicing playing the bowls? Or do you mean practicing, uh, like, how you would have, like, a meditation practice? Um, Like, you're engaging with it and how practicing, like, you're getting in tune with your response to it. What do you mean? I mean, like, physically practicing it and then, yeah, keeping it as a meditative. I mean, it's a meditative tool as well. So yes, physically practice it, but not only practicing the sound bowls, but you know, there's like this energy that you can kind of shift 
for yourself prior to doing it. And there's a way to kind of keep yourself in that mode all the time. That's I'm, okay. I'm not there yet, but there's a whole like, um, so when I, when I say practice, yes, I do mean physically, but I also mean just your day-to-day like life as well. Okay. Been to practice in there. So tell me, is there any particular moment that stuck stick, sticks out to you as I, that's when I really understood what sound healing meant or felt like for me. Well, before I had any, like, um, before I had read a book and I had just went to a class and I didn't, I had no prior knowledge to it. The first thing I said is like, it felt like a massage to my brain. It felt like, um, almost like this is going to be TMI, but imagine having a piece of food, something really tough stuck in your, um, between your teeth and you use a dental floss to get it it kind of have a little bit of a relief and it feels good Um, and you didn't realize that part was stuck that's the that's the second way like I literally was like I felt like I just had a dental floss for my brain so you didn't even know certain things were stuck and the and the and the bowls were just kind of like you know pulling things out that you didn't even know was there yeah and have you during the experience of sound healing or playing the bowls yourself have you ever felt a reaction in other parts of your body or is it primarily your brain for you or in general for people? Definitely other parts of my body. So for me, what I've learned is that my brain is like in my intestines, my intestines, meaning like not physically, but like how I think, right? I think, oh my God, I think with my intuition a lot more. Oh yeah. 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 And so I noticed, um, one time I had this done and it felt like I had a belt on my stomach when mm. I laid down. And then once the bowls went started going, I felt like shreds of the belt just kept like popping off, popping off. And then finally it was like loose. And I was like, oh my God, did you touch my stomach? Because, you know, my eyes are closed. Wow. And the practitioner was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, girl, I did not touch right. you. <laughs> he was like, no. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, that was a feeling that I had never like, had Like, oh, this is, this is something different. This hits yeah, different. this is okay. something different. And then I was like, oh, my God. This is, like, you know, crazy, crazy. Um, it's funny because there's this book. I, uh, I haven't finished reading it, but the book is called um, – here, I'm going to tell you right quick. And I'm saying this uh, for a point. But the book is called The Healing Power of Sound by, by Dr. Gaynor. Um, and it, it basically says that if we accept that sound vibration is a healing and with, along with the vibrational touches, um, of our physical being, then we should also understand that sound, when sound is heard, it's not, it's not only through our ears, but it's also through every cell of our bodies. So like one of the reasons sound healing on a basic level is it touches so deeply is because it transforms us emotionally and spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I just told you, kind of like a, a feeling of dental floss, uh, uh, you know, getting a piece of, of food or a piece of particle that, you know, you it kind of bothers you, but it's not bothering you enough to do anything about it. So it's kind of like sound. Sound can re- 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 readdress imbalance on every level um, of your psychological being. It can mm-hmm. also play a positive role in like, uh, treatment of a virtual any medical disorder and I'm not going to say like this is going to heal like cancer or heal there are studies though that they've shown that um infusing cells 
with this high vibrational sound can shift them. So I'm not saying it, it, it cures that, but it does aid in a solution um, okay. when you're repetitive, consistent, and really practicing it. And that could be practice listening. Like, you know, if you don't have bowls, you can always go on YouTube, but that also could be you physically practicing it as well. Um, okay. So, yeah. And then can you tell me, are there certain, I think I heard you say that this was, what you just played was on an E note. Are there certain notes or keys that generate different responses that you know of? Or what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, so the one I have here, uh, this crystal quartz, this one was attuned to, what, what did I tell you? It's attuned to, I think, E, and it focuses mm -hmm. on your crown chakra. And so, yeah, yeah. you can have various um, bowls that are attuned to a certain key or a certain chakra that okay. really, like, speaks to that directly. That's something that, you know, you can purchase like that. Or, you know, there's ways that you can do it yourself as a tuning. That's not something I know how to do yet. But, okay. um, and let me correct myself. Note B, that's what I've been using, note B. Um, okay. So I just wanted to correct that. But yes, you can You can have it to, to various tunes and notes. So, so if we were to engage in a sound healing moment, experience moment right now, mm -hmm. would you recommend I sit down, lie down, close my eyes? Is there any any recommendation you have on that? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I do as, you know, as a listener and how I take it in. I usually like say I'm going to a sound healing um, event or whatever. I usually, you know, everyone has a mat. So you do have like a yoga mat or you have something that uh, gives you a little cushion, cushion between the floors. Um, if you're at home, it's nice to have like your favorite blanket or some type of wrap over you. Not to say it's going to be cold. It's just the feeling of like, uh protective coziness coziness okay. right Got it. Yeah. and so say you have that i would lay down on the floor and whatever end that the speaker is on or your phone i would lay the opposite of that make, making my head at the uh focal point of where the the, the sound is coming from so oh, if, okay. the, um, if i'm in front of a if i'm in a room and a sound healer is in the front of the room i would sit you know wherever i want to sit but i would make sure my head my physical head that's laying down is towards the front of the room. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. So, and then that way you can kind of like just soak in all of the yumminess um, and then close your eyes. Yeah, just like, it's like you get ready to go on a ride, right? So close, close your, your eyes, eyes. put okay. your little blankie on, lay down and just get into it. I'm into it. Ashley, have you ever had a sound um, bath? I'm getting one right now. My eyes are closed. <laughs> no, I never have. I'm very, um, I'm into this. I'm curious. I want to do more. I want to. I'm giving Ashley. Usually, uh, your practitioner may be saying something like, close your eyes. Think of green pastures. Think of the thing that brings you the most joy.
So I love, so again, I love, um, I love the bowls, but I'm really excited as well because the, at the same time learning the bowls, I also went to a gong wash. So that's, you know, they call, they use these water terms because you're immersed um, in this, in this yeah. feeling. Okay. So the gong wash, I love so okay. much. I am actually getting ready to take a class for that. And I'm taking a class so I can learn it. But then there's also this process of purchasing the gong too. That's going to be really fun. Um, but yeah, you know, if you guys want to read any more about it, I would say, uh, the healing, the healing power of sound, um, is a good book. There's some, um, there's this guy, um, from Skidmore university. He did a tech, a Ted talk about it, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you can even just kind of like, you know, look, look up sound, sound healing, sound effects, you know increasing you know increasing your vibration versus um or with sound those are some terms that you can look up thank you mecca i love that any more questions? Look into it more. no this was amazing and i'm looking forward to future sound baths well stay tuned happy new year Ashley. Happy New Year. 2021. <laughs> Off to a banging start. <laughs> that is, a, I'm sure that was pun, pun intended. Yo, somebody said the New Year is not going to start for them until January 20th, and I understand. <laughs> right. You know, technically the New Year starts for me every September. So for me, I always kind of take uh, okay. my birthday and make that the new year. <laughs> I do that too. So my you birthday is next week and that, that usually is my new year. It's rough having a January birthday. It's right after the holidays. People tend to not want to do anything or they're doing like dry January. And <laughs> usually I'm not with that. I'm like, no, I'm drinking something. On my birthday but anyway it's a right no no no. you're um, right though my calendar standards but what, um, with the but yeah, whatever calendar. you choose to make your new year right whatever day i was just looking at something the other day like in rome like in the roman calendar um the new year is considered like march 1st and there's still some people that uh recognize that as their new year so like march 1st have you ever heard of that yeah I have heard of that mostly because I took a lot of Latin classes mm, and learned okay. Greek and Roman um, history when I was in school. But then also I have a lot of cousins um, that are Chinese and celebrate Chinese New Year. So um, yeah, the idea of having a New Year that's be other than January 1st is not an unusual concept. So whenever you choose to celebrate, Happy New Year. <laughs> I know that's right. Um. <laughs> Speaking of New Year, Mecca, we talked about our intentions for this new year, and I thought it was a, it's a good time. We're getting started. How, I want to check in. How's it going over there? Um, I want to be full transparent. Okay. For me, I, my new year technically hasn't started. You know, when people are like, oh God, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I mean, I've been in it. So I started, <laughs> I started <laughs> <What's> like, <it? laughs> 
I don't, I don't fit in it. But I moved into a, a new apartment recently. So I just really feel like until my apartment is like settled and I like can sit at my desk comfortably and I, I can look across the room and see like clear space, then um, I won't start my new year until that's done. And so, but yeah, so far it's going good. You know, there's things that I kind of always have intentions for quarterly that kind of helps me get through the year. Um, and so, so far I would say I'm on task. I make very, very, I don't make them large plans. I like to surprise and delight myself. So surprise and delight. (laughs) I just try to make them real small. (laughs) I'm hurt. Y'all. She said, I like to surprise. (laughs) Okay. Day, day three, make sure that you, uh, leave the kitchen clean. So you walk into a clean kitchen. That's, that's small, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, I that's not all my intentions, yeah. but I definitely try to keep them small and, and, and edible and, and, you know, biteable so I can not feel like, oh my God, it's, you know, it's February and I need to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. What, what is it? It's like a smart goal. Uh, it's achievable. It's like one of the key components. Yeah. Achievable. Right. I like that. Okay. How about you? What's going on with you? I'm looking, so as, as I just said, my birthday is next week. So like that's official new year kickoff. I'm looking at my vision board right now because my vision board, I made it in like October. I was ready. Let me start planning for the future. Um, so I'm looking at my right now and I feel like as I said earlier, my vision board was a lot about how I want to feel this year and what I want to experience in terms of thinking about my life in the longer term and thinking about defining success differently for myself and and really thriving and having moments of luxury. And so I feel like I am uh, wading into the deeper waters of that that like pool that I've created. I also want to say, I got to I got to be transparent too. I had agreed to some stuff before the new year <laughs> carried into this week and it wore me out and I said and this is why we're not going to do this for the rest of the year. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, that no. So, oh, I want to talk to you about what? I mean, oh, you have an hour to talk. Okay, well, what's this regarding? Like, I want to know what's going on. Nobody else is Give me the agenda time. before <laughs> I mean the meeting agenda in advance. Yes, I was talking to myself this week. I said, listen, I knew when I agreed, I had the problem is I somebody asked me to do something for work and I said, um, let me think about it. I didn't I knew I should have said no, but I talked myself into it. And then this week I was feeling I was like, see, this is why we should have said no. Um, so I am, I'm taking that to heart and I'm telling myself, we're not going to do this for the rest for of you. 2021. So, yeah. You. So yeah, we we can have our, we sh- I need an accountability partner. So we're going to check in again. Let's talk check about in this again. Yeah. I mean, and speaking of vision boards, I really do like that idea of vision boards. You know, I used, this is something I've been practicing as a little girl. So and sometimes I keep a lot of my vision boards so I can mm-hmm. see how far it's gone. But, you know, I've upgraded from my poster board uh, life and, <laughs> When, and I'm actually going to work on my uh, intentions like tomorrow. Like okay. I love to get a, a, a picture frame and like some photos that I've printed off 
and really like get in on this. So I love the fact that you are doing intentions of the feeling because the feeling you don't, you're not really dictating the process. You're just dictating the outcome yeah. of, of how you get there. So I love that. Yeah. How are you guys? I'll be curious to know how our listeners are doing with their intention setting. I mean, though this is just, you know, the beginning of January, sometimes it takes us a bit to get, to get off that new year, like <laughs> to get off that, you know, last year, new year vibe. So I'll be curious, you guys tell us how you guys are doing with your intentions. Yeah. Let us know. Becca, I am, I'm so excited to talk to you about I this know. stuff that I'm into right now. I want to know what you're into, but I got some stuff I got to get off my chest. <laughs> but I want to hear what you got to say, but let me tell you first. <laughs> I'm going to kind of, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you have your turn. But first I'm going to say this. Okay. So some stuff that I'm into right now, the, I am into Dr. Warwick's text message, uh, Twitter messages, her Wait. tweet. Was okay. Good. You know who Dionne Warwick is, right? Like, I know who Dionne Warwick is. Godmother of music. What? She's been on Twitter lighting people up. I, I saw. I saw like, <laughs> she, the first one I ever saw was when she called. When she said, "Why are you saying the in front of your name?" The like, week, yes, and yeah. she called out the weekend. It was like, and you didn't even spell it right. I was. <laughs> <laughs> And then she called out Chance the Rapper. Yes, <laughs> yes. Was like, hold on. You, I, I can't even get over the fact that you know who I am. Like, <laughs> I think that is so funny, too, because it's like, girl, I mean, where has she been? Is she, really, is she really doing this, or is it somebody else? She's really the one tweeting. She really, as somebody, I read an article that said, I think it was, like, her granddaughter or niece. Somebody confirmed, like, this really is her on Twitter, no one's managing the account. Oh, I love it. Okay. And it's so consistent that I do believe that it's really her. It's like so funny to me. I crack up anytime I read her tweets or somebody like talking about her tweets, it kills me. She had like put, somehow she photoshopped one of Nicki Minaj's wigs onto a photo of herself and was like, Something like, I hope Nikki likes my new hair. <laughs> and I was just like, oh uh, Okay, God. you know what? Right there. That tells so, me she, was not that, doing, she didn't do that one herself. She didn't. Maybe, maybe she didn't do the photo herself, but I'm sure she tweeted it. The point is, it was give, it's been Funny. giving me a lot of life lately. I love it. I enjoy it. Um, something else that I'm really into, uh, Bridgerton on Netflix, <laughs> which is, I don't know if love you've it. seen it. Yes. Have you seen it? Yo, I'm about to watch it a second time. <laughs> Wait, do you think I should watch it a second time? I love it. Let me it, break so. this down. Let me break this down for you. I was talking to one of my friends about this because we both really like historical fiction. Yeah. We are, but also, she's also a black woman. We're also both kind of like, we love these things. Like, we love Pride and Prejudice. We love historical fiction, but we don't love that we, like, we are not represented right. in these stories, right? Right. Um. So I was texting with her and I was like, do you think you'll read the book series to go with it? Like, what do you think? And I thought about it and I said, you know what? Actually, I don't know if I want to read the book series because there's so much that's happening in the show that I know is not in the book, right? Like Queen Charlotte, the Black Queen is not in the book. Um, there, there's not that representation, right? Like the Duke is not a Black man in the book, obviously. 
And there's so much about the dialogue and the costumes and uh, like the, the genuine connection um, and chemistry between the characters that I enjoy watching that I will not, I'll probably not read the book or the series, to be honest. But I, I love Bridgerton. And as I was describing the things that I like about the show, I was like, Psh, I need to watch this again. Like, I just like, I enjoyed it so much. So I need to watch it again. What are I your agree. thoughts? I agree. Um, I got put onto it, like, I guess last week or two weeks, oh, last week, I don't know. But the, the, the short of it is, at first I was like, oh, I like a period piece. I love historical movies. I like to see historical movies when, when I see myself in it. Um, I actually like some romance, romance novels. And yeah. to answer your question, Shonda put Shonda's spin on it. She put her sauce oh, on it. Oh, for sure. Like, for the, sure. the representation is not in the book. Like, it's not going to even feel the same. So, you know what? It took me, like, two episodes to even wrap my head around um, the people that were in there that were, like, non-European uh, yeah. That they weren't in like a servant role or some type of like yes. role. So every time I'm like, oh, they're mad at her because she's black. I mean, I, I couldn't even believe how my <laughs> brain was training, training myself because I'm like, wait, no, they they dismissed her because of her class. Like, it was so refreshing. So it took me a couple of episodes to like rework my brain, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I loved every bit of it. Um, I will say, I love, I mean, it was a visually like a visual feast. Like the sure. colors, the hair, the, this, the, this, it was beautifully created. Um, I do have one thing, you know, I love the Duke. The Duke was like, oh my God, like I've, I'm in love. <laughs> like I have, love um, but one thing I didn't understand, I thought the casting was really great up until the point of like, uh, the lead Daphne. I liked her when she, when I, if I close my eyes and just listen to her, I love 100%. But then when I look at her visually, she looked so young, almost like a 12 year old. It was some scenes that was a little harder for me to digest. Oh yeah. Uh, but like, but her talking, her personality definitely went with his, which was great. But like visually, she looked really, really young, and I was just like cringing. Um, oh, but you. but overall, the casting was perfect, down to who we figured out who Miss Whistledown was, and yes, oh, the queen. Me so excited! I need to watch it. And I had like it's so many. It's so funny because I started like, oh my god, I knew that. I knew that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But yes, I really enjoyed it. I will definitely be there for anything else that's created under Bridgerton with Shonda Rhimes. And I think I'm going to go for round two as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm into the Duke for sure, too. I also read an article this morning where they said the success of Bridgerton has now put, there's like some website that's running, uh, like they're taking bets on who's going to be the next James Bond or 007. Do you think it's going to be, Re- I can't even say his name. Let's say Reggae, Reggie. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. I'm just going to keep calling him the Duke because I'm into that. Um, his chances have like increased exponentially now with the release of Bridgerton. Yes. And I was like, yes, I would watch him as, as James Bond for sure. We've for been sleeping sure. on him because he's been out for a while. I didn't know. I also recently saw him in Sylvie's Love, so that's also something I'm I'm into the romance right now. I I've love Sylvie's Love. For, I, I watched it as well. A little bit. Yes, I've been into romance for a little bit. I think I said this earlier in the podcast, like for me, the rom-com made a comeback in the last like two years or so. 
romance novels are making a, a stronger appearance on the scene. And then movies like Sylvie's Love are the things that we need. And I really appreciate that they showcased like the human experience and romance between a black couple. And it was truly about the interpersonal connection and the story was not uh, based around some trauma or racially traumatic experience. And I'm not saying that I don't want to celebrate films or media that showcase that, but I really want a moment where we can watch a story. Like I love Jones or, you know, like something that 100% is really about like the relationship and the connection. And I loved it so much, but yeah, we've been sleeping on the dude. Like I'm here for it. All the things I want to see him on more. I love it. Sylvie's love has been something I watched and I loved every minute of it. Um, I also would agree with you in regards to like how how they portray the relationship. I I mean I couldn't even believe it. I was just like at first I was like oh it's so sappy, but it was it was so genuine and pure. And then I love how they created the period piece on there. Um, you know what I didn't know that I found out about, and then I started like going to like a ton of a ton of his um, his work, but I didn't realize that the husband was Kerry Washington's husband. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was telling someone about this. Um, I cannot think of his name right now, but he is the main character in Sylvie's love is Kerry Washington's husband. And I don't know if you know this, but he had like a whole football career before he even got into acting, did a couple of things on Broadway. I think maybe some smaller roles. And then I think he helped to co-produce Sylvie's love. And I thought he was amazing in the film. Yeah. I enjoyed his acting. I enjoyed their rapport and their dialogue. I have a whole brand new respect for Tessa Thompson, too, because I haven't really seen Tessa Thompson in much outside of, I think, like the Marvel movies, maybe. So I was really appreciative to see her in this kind of role. Um, and I also felt like it was a, a pretty honest depiction of communication breakdowns in relationships and how when we fail to communicate what's happening with us to our partner Mm -hmm. it can derail or deter the growth of the relationship but it was it was very clear that they were meant to be together and kept coming back to one another Um, and I just I love that we got a happy ending out of it which is like essential to a romance story Um, so I loved it might watch that one again too yeah that's a good that's a good idea yeah um so Sylvie's love Bridgerton yeah you know what I got into just recently and it's so funny is Yearly Departed have you seen that oh I just watched it the other night I I wish I saw it before the new year I was laughing so hard and you guys it doesn't matter when you watch it I know what you're saying but it it still holds true and it's yes. so hilarious. And then the cast is like, okay, come through cast. Top notch. You had a cast of like Phoebe Robinson. Um, you had Tiffany Haddish. So Sarah Silverman. Sarah yeah. Silverman, yeah. And Natasha then- Rothwell. And some new some well, not new, they were new to me, like some other female comedians that I had not heard of, but like were who? had you ever heard very, of Patty? truly hilarious. 
I no, I think the other one I never heard of was Zyway. Is that how you say her name? Oh yeah. I had never seen her perform before or was familiar with her work and I thought that she was really funny too. Was I mean funny. it was solid and and it was amazing on the back end how you could see they were never actually like they yes. weren't actually in the same room together. Yes, and I how love they that. Were able to use tech. Technology was blowing my mind. Like I you mean, would have never thought I know. That they were had not they not shown the that, I would have been like, what? Yes, right? <laughs> Technology is blowing my mind. Yeah, so definitely Yearly Departed was a good, a nice, funny watch. It's only like, you know, less than an hour, but it's really funny. So if you need a good laugh and kind of like go through all the the messiness and all the things that you went through in 2020, they kind of summed it up in a less than an hour kind of like skit. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, something else I've been into is, you know, late at night when I can't go to sleep, sometimes I go to Instagram and see what's going on out there in the world. Like that's the world, but it's It's this one girl I discovered her. Um, I discovered her cause I was, I don't know how, how, it, Oh, she was mimicking Tony Braxton. So basically she has this beautiful vocal voice and she has the ability to mimic, um, a little bit of mimic, but a lot of her own style into uh, various distinct voices. So she, I saw her originally, like, I think on Tony Braxton's um, page because she just kind of like did a little skit between Tony Braxton and Siri, like on your iPhone. She was basically trying to tell Siri to remind her to do something, but you know, she was singing it in a uh, deep Tony Braxton voice where she, she doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. So it was just very funny because it was like Tony Braxton being Tony Braxton in her voice and Siri being like, can you pronunciate? Uh, so, <laughs> it was, it was good. so she did this whole skit about um, all the divas uh, being in quarantine together. And one was like Beyonce, Kim Kardashian, Cardi B, and Nicki Minaj, and Erica Badu. They were all quarantined together. They were going to play. That's an odd mix to be quarantined. And it was, but it was cool. And she played, Jade played all of those roles. She played all the characters. All of them. I mean, I could not believe it. (laughs) She had Beyonce's voice down. She had Beyonce's like, kind of like demeanor down. She had Kim's whole demeanor down. Cardi B. I mean, Erica Badu. Now that's the one you didn't know if it was Erica or if it was Jade. That's how good. It was. Oh, okay. So um, she kind of gave us this skit. It was a, I think, a five parts. But it started out with them playing games to uh, singing. She even put in a spoof on Tabitha Brown. Tabitha Brown is like this African American vegan like guru. We love her. Um, she put her into it, but like a. A, a reverse version of her. So it was fun. I think it was like at Jade Nova. It just kept me laughing because her vocals were amazing. So she was like kind of mimicking, Erica Badu was like the leader. And she was just singing all of Erica's songs and also um, talking to them in Erica Badu's like singing voice. <laughs> yeah. So it was funny because you can see everybody's personality. But Jade Nova, uh, uh, I think it's J A D E V. Jade and then Nova N-O-V-A-H she was really funny Um, okay so that kind of kept me going if you like something funny and uh vocally beautiful as well um so that's kind of like what I've been into I've been catching up on my red table talk because I think it's always hilarious and informative um yeah 
that's what I've been into. Catch us next time on Incense and Whiskey. In the meantime, take a breath, have a sip. Thank you.